aside from being the 26th best podcast on MLS's list of 25 best podcasts. We did it. 26. I knew it. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Those motherfuckers. Excuse us again. Outrageous. It is. All right, well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. Podcast that stands with the players and staff of Istanbul Basaksehir uh, for their stand the other day and going forward. On this week's show, we talk about Hamilton's lost marathon. Oh, ah. look ahead to Canada's World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, they're going to play some mm. games, guys. Celebrate some Canadian soccer players. Preview the MLS Cup final. Talk MLS Top 25. And other MLS awards, because it's award season. And more. And now to this week's panel. He's the owner of a mid-table side with some great kits. It's Duncan Fletcher. Yeah, I am. Going nowhere. But hey, second round of the FA Cup. That was something. It's awesome. Don't look at what happened when we got there. And you look good doing when it, though. Apparently, yes. Um, so people say. <laughs> Sad Forge fan. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. I read okay. an interesting thing that they said uh, Forge just, I, I mean, you know, conjecture, two seasons, guys. Forge just never lost three games in a row. So, yay. Mm-hmm. You're saying the Voyager's Cup is yours? Is that what you're trying to say? The trouble mm-hmm. is still alive. The Shield, <laughs> the Scarf Cup, and this. The scarf Cup. Yeah. Shout out to John Robbie. Shout out to Rob. Does losing on penalties definitely count as a, a loss within that uh, stat? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Is that a treble? I'm going, yeah. for, going for going for honors. Want to fill that Wikipedia? They've never lost more than three. They've never lost three games in a row. Duncan is pointing out that you know, asking if penalties, losing on penalties, did you actually lose the game? Um, yeah, because that would have been the game against Arkai, Arkai, mm-hmm. and last night, but they obviously beat Toro. Oh, just join in on penalties or evil. Come on. No, no. Fine. Get your I mean, own stats to I'm, fuck with. Yeah. Fine. How many how many times did you know if they have lost twice other times, did they tie before or afterwards? And that might have been a loss if they'd actually bothered doing penalties. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting, mm. interesting. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, still celebrating the Spurs North London Derby win. Tony will be joining us this week. That was such a good game. Um, as for me, I can't believe it's been three years since TFC ruled the soccer world. Did they? Uh, the North American soccer world? Fair. For about, yeah, three, for, about, for about three nights, I would say yes, we did. Yes. Because there were no games on those other nights. Exactly. <laughs> I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show. Like go, and it's something unexpected, out of control. I'ma bleed it, you leave it to 
of the powers to be because trust me hey well first up on this beat show it is all about the cancon and of course we want to get right into uh hamilton versus marathon match from last night late last night um that did not certainly did not end the way we had uh we had hoped as fans of canadian soccer um two red cards one to kyle becker the other two uh, Bobby and his beard uh, ended a frustrating second half and the game for Hamilton. Uh, and, you know, as the game ground on, you know, chances went unfinished. That Babuli shot off the crossbar. It was just too much for uh, the Campiel side. Um, gentlemen, you two watched in more detail than I did. So I'm going to, I would like to hear your opinions and thoughts on the game. Yeah, you, sure. Um, it it was it it was interesting because it seemed like it was going to be a toe to toe match, and then and then uh, uh, Marathon bagged their first, and then it it seemed like it was a lot of Marathon, you know, for the for the rest of the half, and they came out a little a little. Uh, not what's the word? Not uh, cautious is the word I'm looking for. But they they kind of relaxed. Couple substitutions, and then a substitute of a substitute. Scratch mm. head. That was that was interesting. Um, but uh, they they were going after it. But then it seemed like also Maritone was aware of that and was going after them individually. So they were. I don't know how the hell they only got Maritone only ended up with like what two yellow cards. It just yes. what the hell? Yeah, and the whole thing was weird. I mean, the the game kind of started off to chippy, and there was lots of free kicks called, and it was kind of stop start and what have you. But it was like took until like halfway through the second half before the ref decided to start giving yellows out. Once he did, he was all over the fucking place with them. It was very weird. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a game of two halves from the ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I guess once he actually managed to get his yellow card out of his pocket, he just couldn't stop showing it to people. Um, it's all very odd. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Seven cards handed out in the last 25 minutes of the match, inclu- and then also a red to Becker. Like, mm. and nothing before that. The first, Which... the first card he handed out was at the 64th minute. Hmm. So I'm guessing super glue in his pocket, and he was like trying to get it loose the whole time. Exactly, that just took him that long to work free. Yes, yeah. he did. All right, uh, yeah. Becker's challenge. Becker's challenge was like I don't want to see people get hurt, but it was particularly funny because as soon as as soon as he left his feet, you, you kind of knew. Oh he's, yeah, that's the last thing he's doing. Like before he even made contact, and even when he got up, he's. like, I, I, I think the card came out before he started taking off the armband, but there's a part of me that believes that he was already taking off the armband. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck this, fuck you, this game, fuck you, fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And, yeah, uh, I feel like yeah. Every, I mean, you, you see that sort of thing where someone commits a tackle that's just so blatant. It's like, yeah, I know, it's a red card, I'm going. You yeah, don't I even know. have to show. <laughs> it wasn't quite there. I feel like he actually stopped to look at the ref, but yeah. he, he knew. He stopped to look at the ref kids like, I don't think I got him cleanly. So <laughs> the hesitancy wasn't because he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't trying to injure the guy. The hesitancy was, I probably could have done that better. Mm. <laughs> we we're going to find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, basically, it was a, a 
Chippy's stop start game and yeah, I, I think Hamilton had one good chance, which like Babouli somehow managed to hit uh, hit the bar with. Um they, they didn't really have much aside from that though. Well Cadell Thomas had a nice chance in the first half early on, mm. and then that was it got cleared off the got cleared off the line. Oh um, uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a bit of a uh the Pundley box scramble and yeah. It wasn't quite off the line. It was like probably about four yards out, but you know, it would it, it would have been going in if it didn't get saved, if it didn't get stopped. So sure, I guess, yeah. And then that was, yeah, that was, but that was really, that was really it, yeah. Yeah, it just looked as if, yeah, this is like one game too far, really. It's, um, yeah, I, I was never really hopeful that it was going to work out. But uh, I, I will, I will just, uh, I will throw in that that I know we'll, we'll never know how it would have gone if the world was normal. Um, but I, even though even though Forge played every game on the road, I weirdly feel it was completely to their advantage because it took a lot. It took some of the elements of intimidation and and just. Envi- like environment atmosphere right out of the game it was just a straight up football game but at the same time too in a lot of cases it was two away teams like not yeah. every game was at somebody's yeah. home stadium so i feel like i feel like because it was you know a couple of exceptions compounded upon exceptions um this was a great great opportunity to see them flourish had this been normal ish I don't know if uh, I don't know if we would have, if we would have gotten this far, but I'm not I'm not about to, you know, what about what if? I'm very happy with how this went. Hell of an adventure! Thank you very much from a team that's been around for two years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, this is I, you know, I would have loved to have seen them win and go on just because it's it's really exciting and it's a great representation for the league and and for um for everything for Canadian soccer and yeah no you have to applaud what they managed to accomplish given given the circumstances um yeah it's such it's such a weird year it's so hard to quantify soccer this year just with you know stoppages and playing in weird places and not playing with fans and you know being quarantined and nobody in their home you know half half of half of the teams not in their home stadiums, at least in, especially in North America. Right. Like, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it was, it was a good run. Like I'm, I, I was, you know, I was hopeful that they would, they would pull it out. Um, and one nil loss, not, not embarrassing. No, 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 no. They, they, at no point, like, I mean, obviously results what they are at no point did they get blown out or look like they were outclassed or look like they didn't yeah. belong in the park. And I mean, there were, there was always, you know, squeaky bum times here and there, but uh, it, it was, it was interesting to see how average or normal they, they were to countries that we just, naturally instinctively think like fuck they're gonna they're gonna kill us you know you, like even if you take even if you take the you know well, we pay our players more it's not the same thing there are other factors at play but yeah we forge held their own in every single game 
and for better for worse uh, f- you know full marks full marks to them the league etc etc plaudits awards trophies handshakes you know I, I, i'm happy that's a good summation i like it i can get behind that good all right. Mm, so, good. what this? Well done, Mark. Good job, right. Mark. Good show, everyone. All right. So, all right. <laughs> See you next week. Um... See, that's all it took. That's all it took to get to a twelve-minute episode. It was just a little bit. Of... <laughs> yeah. So, with this, with this loss, of course, what this, what this means um, is that now, the Voyagers Cup has meaning for both teams. Dun dun dun. It's important it again. Did. I know it, it always, always did. Um, but now it's the only path for both teams to get to the CCL. So whenever, and, and both teams looking for a little, you know, maybe redemption is the wrong word, but, you know, uh, Hamilton are going to feel that their, their journey through CONCACAF league, you know, was unfinished TFC having only got, made it through the first round of the playoffs and not having had, you know, missing a supporter shield, not having had a trophy for almost two seasons now, um, which is a lot, apparently. No, it is. Um, so this is, this is you know, like we love the Voyager's Cup. To us, the Voyager's Cup is always a big deal. But for some out there who were not keen, but ready to kind of be like, oh, it's just the Voyager's Cup. They don't really need it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's now, it's, you know, people are going to jump back on the Voyager's Cup bandwagon because this is now a big deal for both teams regardless, right? So whenever that match gets played in 2021, um, it will be fraught with tension and underlying emotion. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. As it should be, always. Um, and who knows where, whether or not we're going to get to see it. Who knows how long they can delay it. It's, it's, it's Again, it's still all very, very up in the air. Um, mm. Where are they going to play it? Because presumably it's going to have to happen in February. Uh, TFC, for the sake of their MLS season, going to have to be playing in Tampa Bay or Buffalo or Hartford again or what have you. I know is is Hamilton going to want to travel there? Are TFC going to be able to travel back to Canada to play for this? I, <laughs> so many, uh, so many variables. I would love to see them play the Voyagers Cup in the States. <laughs> I just, like, just for that. That'd be hilarious. Everything else has been fucked. Why not one more thing? Let's just add a cherry to the proverbial yeah. top of Canadian Soccer 2020. And a played, little bit in, 2021. played in one of the states or cities that's all fucking loosey-goosey with things and he's quite happy for fans to show up. And, yeah, invite the locals along. See how many people come along to watch. Hamilton versus Toronto for the uh, for the Voyagers Cup. I, I hope they play it in an MLS stadium, and that way Hamilton all of a sudden adopts a whole bunch of new fans. <laughs> there you go. Um, just that's just really funny. I mean, I like the like. They can play think... somewhere near where Mister Tuktoyaktuk lives, so he has to. <laughs> so Alan has to make like a Sophie's choice between which team to care about. Um, oh, it's Hamilton. It's closer. He knows this. Um, <laughs> I but don't who know. The TFC ticket holder first. So there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. No, I'm, sure I'm sure he chooses TFC over Detroit. <laughs> um, I, no, but I, I like all I could think of would, would just this going on this complete mental adventure, if you want to call it that, 
Um, and they do play it. Say, I gotta go play it in Fort Lauderdale, where, where Miami International, Inter Miami, whatever the hell we're calling them, uh, are playing. And all of a sudden, you know, one of the supporters groups seems to be hilarious. Let's just show up with orange flags. And next thing you know, there's half and half scarves of Inter Miami Forge FC with shaking hands <laughs> in the middle. I'm like, that would be the only way I would actually like Miami. That would, I'm okay with it. It's like they sit, they cheered for us once just because, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's, that's a solid logic too. I'm just, I am personally just picturing like uh, Canadian supporter groups on spring break, you know, like just terrible, uh, terrible, you know, grainy video montage, uh, you know, kind of like every spring bake video you've ever seen only with more soccer scarves. Um, so yes. All right. Well, I would, not, I would not watch the supporters gone wild video, no matter how hard. <laughs> it nobody, nobody needs to see any of those guys without shirts and they will volunteer it. You don't even have to give them money. In February, they'd be pasty. Oh God. And then God. burned. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, so, you know, one of these days, uh, they'll figure out when this match is going to be played, and uh, we will go from there. But yes, all the marbles. Um, okay, uh, World Cup qualifying matches. Yes, it's still happening. There's still a World Cup coming up, and they still have to play some qualifying matches, which means uh, first round dates have been announced. And assuming nothing else goes awry, uh, the men's national team, Canadian's national team, sorry, mm-hmm. will play for the first time in over a year. Ah. Over a year. Holy crap. Um, no word on when the camp is of yet, but rumors are that they're going to have a camp in January uh, to, you know, get some of the players together. Uh, so there's two, two, uh, two rounds, two windows in the, in the first round. One is in March, one is in June. So March, we've got Canada versus Bermuda on March 25th, and then Canada versus the Cayman Islands on March 28th. And Tough. Then, hmm? Tough games. I know, I'm concerned. Challenging. It is. Well, wait till, wait, till, wait, till, wait till the June matches. You'll be even more worried. Uh, mm. Canada versus Aruba on June Oof. 5th. And then... This is the big one, Canada versus Suriname on June eighth. It really just sounds like they're gonna. This is like they're going on a cruise. These are the ports of call. We're gonna stop off. We're gonna play some soccer, and we're gonna go to the Lido deck for some drinks. Um, I just hope all the uh, the 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 European teams release the players because we're gonna need them. uh, We're really. It's gonna. It's really vital that we get those players. I know. I know. I'm concerned. So, anyways. This is, but at least there's matches, right? Like there's matches coming, <laughs> and at some point, again, we might actually get to see national teams play, because um, the you know there's Olympic trials coming up, women have Olympics coming up, but this is at least scheduled national team matches on the horizon for the first time for Canada in over a year, um, which is exciting. And uh, what? Sure. Something to look forward to, for sure. Yes. Um, and then a little bit of uh, Canadian soccer player Celebration. Um, Kadisha Buchanan 
the Canadian Female Soccer Player of the Year. Not surprising at all, given um, not, not the, least. the year she's uh, she's had. Um, does she play regularly for Lyon? I know obviously does. they won the Champions League again. So yeah, if she's in the team regularly, then sure. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she's. Uh, she was uh, named to the best eleven as well. The for Concacaf Women's. Uh, the twenty twenty for the Concacaf Women for the year. Um, yeah, they. She's got a. You know the Champions League Cup, uh, the domestic cup, um, the league title. She was a, a nominee for the UEFA Team of the Year. Anyway, she's had she's had a very good year, um, and it's it's it just it's always fun to see uh, Kadisha um, be successful and win things. We've been watching her for a long time, although you know you forget how how young she was when she started uh, playing for the first team for Canada. So. It's uh, it's very cool to see her get this recognition um, and, you know, to have, I think, is this the first time? This isn't the first time she's won it. She's won it, a, she's won it several other times, although it's usually. She's usually. I am. Come on. Come on, Kristen. Oh, usually what now? Yeah, this is this is awkward. Um, a little should bit. We, should we just keep going? <laughs> just wait until she comes back. I'm so keeping this all in, Duncan. I refuse sure. to. Sure. I mean, but, uh, what do you think Kristen was about to say? Kalisha uh, Buchanan. She's usually stoic. Sure. Um, she's usually um, uh, um, uh, well groomed. Um, she's usually mm-hmm. has the nicest boots on the pitch. Ooh, that's that's important. Yes. That's probably yes. something she would say. Uh, Kristen, what would Kristen say? What would Kristen say? She's um um uh she fuck you, Tony throws a carrot. No, fuck. Um, yeah, yeah that, that'll work. Yeah, that's probably uh, what it is. It's probably she's usually just sort of right up there. She's always in consideration for these awards. It's always a good choice. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, there was no national team games or anything like that this year, so you got to go with uh, your uh, club team awards. And uh, all right, whose club did best? Hers did. They won the national. Uh, they won everything. They really didn't. They in France and uh, what have you. So uh, yeah. Yeah, got them all. Fantastic. And uh, while we're while we're talking about Canadian soccer players of the year, mm. can't think about the men's. And go on. Uh, guess, guess who got Canadian male soccer player of the year? Well, uh, there was obviously no national teams uh, games this year, so um, hmm. yeah, you got to go by you know who. Who, who did best team-wise and everything. Uh, Minnesota got a long way. Dan St. Clair had a, yeah. a big – he had a big playoffs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, Dan St. Clair I'm going with. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Milan Borian because I follow him on Twitter. People – a good choice. Yeah, so yeah. I have to assume he's – oh, no, no. Sorry, we're both wrong. It says Alfonso Davies. Oh, God. We should have had that. Alfonso Davies, oh that guy! Yeah, he because he won, he won, he won the the Bundesliga, and he won that uh, that what's that big thing that the 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 League of Winners, whatever, what the hell is it called? Anyway, mm. I feel like now we're devolving into to mushroom, a mushroom League or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah he, 
yeah. rookie of the year, whatever that is, the the whatever the hockey equivalent is, is soccer in Brit in uh, Germany. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is this is truly an improv bit, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yep. Getting WhatsApp from Kristen's. Fuck, my internet is out. Give me a minute. Sorry. Oh, uh, to, to go back to Kirisha Buchanan and sure. my question on you know, does she regularly play and everything mm-hmm. um, you know the 2020-21 season mm-hmm. um, well, which, which we're in yes uh, she's currently played uh, sort of 10 games in that she's got a couple of goals 2019-20 to 20 season uh, she played 5 games uh, you know the uh, you know, she, played, she was in 7 games of the Champions League so I don't think she's an automatic starter every game, which is regular enough. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with that. That's I mean, given how, how many how many leagues were still going, um, I don't want to see she won by default. I mean, she's definitely one of the best players that 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 Kenna has is actively playing and also playing in a top league. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. I got no qualms with this decision. No. It's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, Alfonso Davies, that uh, makes sense. You know, I'm I'm glad that Jonathan David beat it, beat him to it last year. But this year, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Davies, he wasn't just oh, he's playing every now and again. He was there pretty much all the time and a very important part of their team. So true, yeah, very well uh, well deserved. You know, he should win more awards. I mean, you know, name another Canadian who's doing anything. Well, it's funny you should mention that. Oh. Yeah, because they had the Lou Marsh Award. That's the Canadian Sports Writer uh, Sportsman of the Year. Or oh, the, uh, it was the, a draw. The Sports Writer Masturbation. Uh, yeah, masturbation it's song. like, hey, yeah. hey, mm. we're important. Look at us. Yes. Uh-huh. And, mm. uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the it was split between uh, Mr. Alfonso Davies and I cannot remember the other guy's name. I had it like six seconds ago. Laverne something. I, uh... Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Marsh Ward, Kristen. Welcome back. Hope Thank you're you. Good. Hope you're restful. Oh yeah, very restful. Yeah, it was it was it was fun resetting my entire internet. Yes. That decided uh, to crap out of me for absolutely no reason other than it's a brat. So oh, what yeah. a miss. Uh yeah, so uh Duvernay oh, Tardif. Oh, Duvernay Tardif. Yes, that's a guy. Wide sorry, the Line, was he linesman? He's an offensive lineman, apparently. Oh, linesman is what I kept seeing, and I was like, "Do we really need to shorten this now? We didn't get an offensive linesman." I don't know. Maybe he swears a lot, and he's just a linesman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been dying to make that joke for a long, long, long time, but mm. never the audience. Weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, basically, for those of you who live under a rock, uh, uh, Duvernay Tardif gave up his eligibility to play for the Kansas City Chiefs to take his medical degree and go help out the COVID crisis at, in uh, Quebec, uh, specifically at long-term care facilities, I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically it was the heartwarming feel-good story versus Alfonso fucking Davies. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it, being a split. Um, I know we were talking about this earlier, but yeah, it was yeah, 18, I mean, they, 18 one. So hmm. it was a tie. It was a draw. It was very it was very soccer. Should have been penalties. 
should have been penalties. Yeah, they, they should have. Whoever was the one, whoever voted for Jamal Murray, presumably, should have been forced to pick one of these guys to break the tie. Or oh, Jamal yeah. Murray should have been forced to pick. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See, this is where ranked voting would have been a really good exercise. There you go. That's why we need ranked ballots. Yep. Yes. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, th- this is why the NHL has the is it the Hart Trophy and the Masterton. Uh, I know Hart, yeah, Hart, NHL Hart. has one for for being a nice guy. Oh yes, yes, that's Bill Masterton. Isn't that yeah. the Lady Bing? Lady uh, Bing, gentlemanly player. Well, there's oh, but uh, there's another one. You're right because there's so many. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Masterton as well. What is? But anyway, um, you know. He will be a very, uh, yeah, he will be a very good, you know, winner of that kind of award. But hey, you were a bit part player on a team that uh, won the Super Bowl. That's nice. But you played three games and then you did this other really good thing. But that's not sports really, is it? So, hmm. I suppose for the purposes of a, of a sports writer, um it's a lot easier for a bunch of Canadian sports writers to write about sports they know. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, not to not to diminish this because I think it's crazy to think that, uh, um, you know, Duran Tardif and his his efforts to be a valuable part of his community um, shouldn't really factor that hard into Sportsman of the Year when we're talking about. Sports. Sports. So, uh, like, like, Duvernay Tardif, Time Magazine Canada Man of the Year. Like, that's 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 a good, yeah. one. not Plain a magazine person of the year, whatever. You know, like yeah. this is he he would be in the conversation of so many other awards that you know look into like real humanitarian using their powers for good type stuff. But mm. anyway, I, regardless. Uh... Yeah. I'm I'm weirdly okay with the tie. I uh, I feel like Duvernay Tardif would never, ever, never, never be up for this award under every other possible human circumstance, and that's not a disrespect to him. But he's an offensive lineman. I can't mm-hmm. think of a more unglamorous position in all of professional sports. So um, yeah, like oh, I'm okay with this. Besides, I feel like Alfonso Davies is probably going to win it next year, or at least. Twice in the next five. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Um, he's going to win it at least every four years when he leads Canada to World Cup triumph. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. like those remember, years for sure. Remember back in twenty twenty two when we got when we got to the semis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got, we got absolutely blown out by Chile. Who saw them coming? But it was amazing. No, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Davies got injured right at the end of the quarterfinal, so that's why we lost in the semis. Otherwise, oh, yeah. yeah. All the way. We totally would have gotten it. They exploited the hell out of that left side or whatever yeah. position they've decided to play him in because he looks like he could play them all. Yeah, Did I. Uh, yeah. Sure. Goalie? Why not? Why not? Um, yeah, I think obviously, like, Alfonso Davies uh, deserved to win this. And I, but what I do, I think. You know, yeah, there's a little bit of a struggle about the about the tie, but it makes sense this year. And do appreciate sort of like the the graciousness of of Alfonso Davies, of other people who are like, you know what, this is an unusual year and um to give respect to uh 
Duvernay Tardif um, for his non-sports efforts. Yeah, it does. It does speak to whether or not there should be an equal humanitarian award for for Canadian athletes or just for for Canadians or whatever, you know, like something like that, as Duncan mentioned. But congratulations to them both. You know, it doesn't I don't think it takes away from um, from accomplishments. They have done tie awards before more based on uh, athletic accomplishment. But still, congrats to both of them. Um, and yeah, we will see what happens in the coming years. It's MLS time. Yes, that's right. We still talk about MLS. And trust me, loss is going to happen. We're going to have to keep talking about it. So just get used to it. Um, it's playoffs and award season for the most part. Uh, before all of the drafts start, one of them is next week. So, um, yeah, fun. Uh, and while the league tries to figure out when next year starts, where the Canadian teams will play, um, there's still trophies to hand out and Hey, there's actually even a few MLS teams uh, still playing footy, so we're going to talk about that briefly too. But first, let's get into the playoffs. Uh, so Eastern Conference Final, the T-Terrorists are done. Mm. <laughs> uh, and uh, the crew are going to host the final. Hey! Which yeah. they were always going to do um, oh, no. between these four teams. Sorry, my, my yay was mostly to, as a reminder, that New England didn't win. Because, mm. no, no, no. What is, what I find, like, the, the game itself was a bit of a dull affair. Like, it was, it was, it was a well-played game, and they obviously, both teams managed to keep each other out of the match pretty significantly. Um, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like watching... Uh, Nashville sucked the, the the joy out of it, um, but you know ended up one nil. Um, it was a lovely goal uh, by the crew, um, and uh, what was the what's the guy's name again who who scored the goal? Arthur. Yeah, like that was his first. Artur. Artur. You know, it was it was it was sort of a joke that you know suddenly he started you know scoring goals this year. Um, but it was it was it was it was a very nice goal and well deserved and they you know it was a well worked goal as well, um, and but what I find funny is uh, that the crew getting to the final, um, other than you know now the crew are officially saved and we can stop giving them any sort of anything and I'm yes, whatever, Bezbachenko, ah. um, No, what I find funny about all of this is that uh, it means Jordan Hamilton and uh, Josh Williams may get another LS Cup. <laughs> uh, now, Josh Williams, of course, is a starter. He plays all the time. Uh, Jordan Hamilton, I, has he seen the pitch in the last, like, since the tournament? He's barely played for Columbus, which I, and again, I, that was my fear when they traded him away is that he would get mired in, you know, 
nowheresville. Um, and that's obviously what has happened. But hey, MLS Cup, MLS Cup title, right? So that that, that comes with uh, that comes with something. Um, so yeah, but I am personally delighted that uh, Bruce Arena did not get to advance. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, I have a dislike for the T Terrors. Really What's like, wrong with Bruce Arena? Oh, he's so annoying. He's so annoying. Good coach. He's just annoying as hell. That's all. And I feel bad for Tejon Buchanan. You know, like he was having such a good series. I love Tejon Buchanan. And, you know, young Canadian player that I want to see improve and continue to get recognition and all that stuff. But, oh, oh, Jordan Hamilton. So since Jordan Hamilton went to Columbus, he's appeared in four games. No, sorry, six sounds, games. Six sounds games. like a Canadian on the move. He played twice. He got 13 whole minutes this year for Columbus. You know, you want to know what he got last year for Columbus? 56 minutes. Valuable. That's, that's depressing. That's depressing. That makes me sad. I wish I hadn't looked at that actually, because it just makes me sad now to see, you know, a loss. Like when did he go to Columbus? He went to Columbus partway through last season, right? In the summer, the summer transfer window. Sounds about right. Yeah, sometime, yeah, it was in July. So, we, you know, yeah. going from, anyway, it just, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's just, yeah. It's depressing. Um, but he's on a, on a team that is in the, is in the final. So there's that. Um, You know, an MLS cup, uh, medal, whatever you get individually for winning them, will be a, a fun thing, a fun show and tell thing to, to show off to all his new CPL buddies. I was going to say, all the, all, the, all, the, all the kids in, uh, in Camp PL, yeah. Mm-hmm. It will be a true motivator for them all. This is what you can do. Mm-hmm. Follow your dreams. Yes. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah. And then... The Western Conference Final. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Duncan. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, fuck Seattle, and that, that's a shame. But uh, oh. yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Oh dear. Oh, it was so bad. So, if you didn't watch, and that's okay if you didn't, because you hate Seattle, maybe you don't care about the Loons. I passionately, uh, the Loons are my my adopted second team now in MLS, um, and. So I've been cheering for them throughout the playoffs, uh, and and since pretty much since their 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 inception to to MLS. But this was a very very difficult game because it went so wrong so fast and so badly um, after completely you know like dominating the Sporks and handily uh, winning. Uh, their their first round match and then they go into this game against seattle and seattle's probably still the favorite team right like seattle's a good team as much as we hate them and, and to be winning and you know the whole two nils the most dangerous scoreline in football so i hear oh, oh is it ever especially if your coach doesn't make any substitutions other than kai kamara um oh my god such an epic collapse 
It was mm. so bad. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just, they just faded. And yeah, so it's, to me, it was a combination of, you know, yeah, I think Heath needed to make at least one more sub. You had the opportunity, you had the players. Um, and that, you know, something we talked about last week and, and Duncan tweeted about, and, and we threw out there on, on the interwebs, you know, the lack, the fact that Seattle had more rest days. Like you could see how tired, um, you know, um, that oh. obviously had an effect. Oh, it was just distressing. Mm. And, you know, that is definitely a factor, I think. You know, you obviously see how it uh, went. But, I mean, yeah, surely Adrian Heath would have been aware of this and the players themselves, as they were playing, would have been aware of You know, Jesse, you've got a lot of uh, subs. Surely if, if you're a club in that position that you've been put in, you'd be wanting to use your subs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of baffling, really. What do you think? So, yeah. I mean, you... I find it difficult to say that Minnesota deserved to win. Um, I mean, I didn't watch the first half, but I, I saw the highlights of it, and I feel like, oh, well, they scored a goal, but the other highlights were mainly Seattle chances, and, you know, in possession, Seattle had much more, and then the second half was pretty much all fucking Seattle. They hit the posts, you know, had a goal disallowed, you know, a penalty that should have been a penalty but wasn't given. And then, you know, finally they actually managed to get a bunch of goals and, you know, Minnesota were somehow, I don't really know how, hanging on. I think they were obviously trying to play that way. That must have been, you know, they were trying to just play defensive and catch them on the break and maybe set pieces and what have you, blah, blah, blah. And it was working great, but it was always, it, it didn't seem like it was anything that could plausibly keep going. And then, uh, yeah, it, it just imploded very spectacularly when it did implode oh did it ever yeah and oh no this was like i said this was not the same they definitely had a more difficult match and they were always going to have a more difficult match against seattle because um no disrespect to the sporks i mean all disrespect to the sporks um seattle's honestly i think a better side and uh yeah no they they it was definitely no it was very clear very early on in the second half especially that um this could run out of control quite quickly and it seemed like they were going to keep holding, you know, holding them off, holding them off. Um, again, I kept waiting for those, those additional subs. I get putting Kamara on, you know, he's fast, he's energetic. He's a, you know, he's a past, right. So, you know, just someone to buzz around and, and harass uh, the Seattle defense, but to put on no other subs and just have them keep absorbing all that pressure and waves mm-hmm. that, you know, and fucking when you know that they had two days less rest than the opposition, I come on. Yeah, you need fresh legs. You need to turn that over. Oh, and Will Bruin. Oh, it's always Will Bruin. Yep. Why? Why is it always Will Bruin? Why? Wow. So anyway, so your final is Seattle and the crew, which is please let them both play in their colors. Just so it can be like really glaring on the eyes. Bright yellow and wraith green. Let's do it. But then how will we know which team's the away team and, and the home team? One of them has to be in either white or black. Which is the one that ever, all of the league has this year? Does everyone have white or does everyone have black this year? I, I, def- I can't lose remember, track. Mark. I'm sorry? 
What's the, the, the one color that everybody has this year? Is it white or black this year? Oh, um, well, everyone's got a white kit, I think. Okay. Oh, it's Camp Yell that everyone had a black kit this year, Duncan. Yeah. Uh, um, right. Yeah, I guess you know, somebody has to be in white. I mean, that's that's just the rules. Fine. I don't. No, I think I think Columbus is away kit's black. Like they're they're black. Like they have a black kit and a yellow kit. Mm-hmm. And they're but they're playing they're, at home, so they'll be in yellow, or at least yeah. they should be in yellow. And yeah, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a highlighter festival. All right, awesome. Um, so one thing about before we sort of go into predictions and stuff with the sounding enthusiasts making the final and them having had you know, for the last five seasons, uh, for the last five seasons, appearances in the final. Uh, Dynasty? Sure. Seems obvious. They got a win before you call it a dynasty. But do they? Um, they've got two, they've got two wins out of, out of, out of the four appearances so far. Like, does the third win, is the third win needed to cement it? Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I I probably cuz it's close enough. Like like all of them are contained all the wins or at least the recent ones. Um yeah, I suppose you could call it a dynasty, but like I'm reluctant to do so just because I dislike them so very much. Um but it's hard to not look at their I at mean what they, at what they've accomplished. I mean, I realize I realize we're using the terms like in like sporting dynasties and whatnot, but were there dynasties that lasted four years? Like, I feel like it's not really. Anyway, I'm just. It needs to be longer. Yeah, I'm just it, it, the the conjecture of it all. I'm sure. I'm sure MLS would love to be able to say that somebody has a dynasty. Well, but... they they've already no the Galaxy had a dynasty according to MLS, so why not Seattle? Similar accomplishments or similar trips to things. Fair. Fair. Um, I don't I Sure. Dynasty. Why not? What have they ever done in CCL? More of a not slanding guy. But, well, you know. that, but that's but that's a fair question. What Duncan just said, like, exactly. It's one of those things like we just looking at, you know, the tiny little micro bubble that is MLS and the fact that it's, you know, it's only been around for 25 years. Um, so where, you know, like a four or five year really good streak. You know that, that that accounts for a lot of time in a young league, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. do, do you not think people are already sort of wanting to call Hamilton a dynasty in KPL for two years of dominance out the gate? Uh, are they, Mark? I wouldn't uh, call it. Uh, people, are you, are you calling yourselves I dynasty? Mean, like I don't a... think Mark is, but I. No, I mean, I would I would have called the Vancouver Eighty Sixers a dynasty, but that's because they. Seem to be the only team in the old Canadian Soccer League that bloody won anything. Fair. Green bricks. They could have shared just once. <laughs> just once. No, Winnipeg winning at the end didn't fucking count because Hamilton wasn't in the league by that point. So the one of you who's yelling at this podcast about that can stick it in your ass. Also, sorry. Thanks for listening. But um, yeah, I just like, uh, yeah, like I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Seattle's reign would, was, Dominant. They just happened to win the cup a bunch of times. Like, like there wasn't like the, the, did Seattle finish first in the West in any one of those years they won the cup? 
Good question. Like, and I, I, I think the answer is no. Maybe like when, no. Like, no, no, I don't think they did. Like when I like to me, like a dynasty means dominance, utter dominance. They didn't fucking dominate anything. I'm pretty sure one of those cups, they literally squeaked into the fucking playoffs on the last day they and did. got to the final. That's not dominance. That is not a dynasty. Like, so, I mean, I, I feel like, like the conjecture is this, like, if the only metric is who won the championship, yes. But then there's a lot of teams that whooped their ass over those last four years. I don't, that's not dominance. That's not, anyway, that's. No, no, but this is this is this is why I put it out there. I'm I'm curious to hear like what people think of this. You know the the and again, it's MLS. They're very eager to anoint oh, yeah. teams and put them up oh, on yeah. pedestals, and especially you know Seattle's one of those teams that they love to. And Brian Schmetzer isn't he? You know, adorable or whatever. Um, I mean, you know, the, 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 the nerdy dad coach with his with his with his you know mild-mannered ways and such right so there it's a very it's a it's a heady combination of of promotional gold for mls oh of course like i mean we have we haven't even gotten to the uh 25 players of all time list and and it's just like i know mls loves conjecture they love hyperbole i mean they they literally branded the damn league major league (laughs) i don't know again what your metrics are but simply calling it major, like if you named your child King does not mean they are a King. They just have that as a tragic name. That's going to be, have them made fun of by everybody else in the class. So like <laughs> if we're going to talk about, you know, a dynasty in the sense that did they win three out of four championships in a, like, like in a, in a span, I guess so. But that's to me, not like when I think of like the, the teams in sports that we refer to as dynasties in North America, they were teams that were finishing first or second in every season for many seasons in a row. At no point was there like, oh, this, they eked in and caught hot at the right time. That's not it. So were they were they are they going to be remembered as one of the more successful teams in MLS? Yeah, probably, because not many teams have got two trophies. And are the you know the last 10 years. Yeah. They're going to be one of the best teams by that metric alone, but dynasty. No. Fair. All right. Okay. Then. So the final is this Saturday, eight o'clock. Is it really? It is. I know it kind of crept up on us. Um, so this Saturday, eight o'clock, Matt Frey stadium, um, the crew versus the sounding enthusiasts. Does anybody want to do cards against supporters? I don't know. I just, I, 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 I think, I think we should. I think we should try. If anybody's listening to this, like in the twenty-four hours, just at me on Twitter. Say yes, cards against supporters. You don't cards have to against MLS. I just want to know that's yeah, yeah. I just want to know that that's you know something you were actually mildly amused at when we were doing it on Twitter the last couple of years. I got to go get some, we got to go make some questions up. We got to make some questions. This gives mm-hmm. us time. It's good. This is, this is us actually planning ahead for once. We should just do it on the day. Ahead. We record on Wednesday for a game that happens on Saturday because I didn't realize it was coming up that soon. <laughs> I don't, I, I would, I would ease off on the, I guess for us. Yes, we are so forward thinking. <laughs> this is not what I would consider. This is, this, this is the planning ahead as to what Seattle is to a dynasty. 
lot of texture, <laughs> kind of bullshit. So uh, yeah, so at 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 vocal minority at Kitner Mark. If like there's even so much as like a sniff of interest, I'm like, sure, why not? I'll I'll be ready for you. All right, so um, players to watch for this one. Pick one from each team. You can pick a couple if you want. Uh, whatever sort of floats your boat. I'm 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 giving a leniency because it is the final. I'm uh, Jordan Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, I that's that's uh, that's obvious. Um, and I'm gonna have to. Uh, let's see for Seattle. Mm, I want like I kind of want to say. I, I want I kind of want to say Stephen Fry, but the Battle of the Jordans I think is what we're looking at. Hamilton versus Morris. Mm. <laughs> that's what it's going to come down to. That's the half right, and half. That's the key matchup right there. Nobody wants. I don't even want to even draw it. That's how little I am interested in that idea. But yeah, um, I don't know if I have a, a serious answer. Yeah, but we'll go with Jordan Morris because it's. I just kind of want to watch how he does it. He kind of disappears on a big stage. I know he's got a couple goals in the playoffs, but I kind of want to see what happens. But with uh, American Messi. Fair. Um, as far as Columbus go, Arthur is apparently a goal machine. Please do. <laughs> he's um, on He's on fire right now. He has, <laughs> In every goal that he has scored, they won the game. So they say. Um, yeah, so him. Uh, you know, probably, you know, Jossi Jardes. Uh, I think he'll probably, I think the Seattle is quite good defensively, generally. Uh, you know, he'll probably get one chance if he scores it. Uh, Columbus is in, uh, in with a chance of winning here. Uh but, you know, Willie, I, I still don't buy into that. Oh, he's actually a good player thing. So I'm going to say he doesn't. And uh, Columbus will lose. Um, yeah, player to watch from Seattle, um, uh, Raul Rui Diaz. Uh, you know, maybe Minnesota should have thought of this and paid attention to him. You know, late in the game when you try to defend the lead and you've got a set piece or something. You know, maybe watch that guy. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so hopefully Columbus watch him a little better than Minnesota did. Um, so him. Yeah, uh, Zardes is, because again, the last couple of years, he's suddenly decided to be good at soccer. So, uh, and he's fun to watch. Uh, Pedro Santos is also another one for the crew that they have, you know, you have to pay attention to. Um, yes, Rui Diaz, who is annoyingly talented. Um and uh, Lodero, who has been maybe not as dominant this season as he has in previous seasons, but he's still uh, a dangerous player and a, a difference maker for them in the in the midfield. All right. Mm-hmm. Who uh, – predictions. Who's taking this, guys? Uh, Neil, no, Seattle wins on penalties. I hope it's 3-0 Columbus. I want I want Seattle to get stomped out so hard, and I don't even care who it is. And there's a part of me that really likes it. There's a part of me that really likes the idea of like, you know, back to MLS conjecture. You know, wow, the genius of Tim Bezbachenko, he does it again. Oh. And and also also you know uh, I, I I feel like uh, the uh, I feel like the Columbus story could could use that final chapter on the whole we save the crew thing. 
with mm. a, with a trophy and because fuck precourt and his beautiful new Austin kits asshole um I want that also to be a part of that it's like you could they get it done him, you couldn't even get they it should done. Force him to present the trophy what's that if Columbus wins they should force precourt to present the trophy oh my god I'm sure he's he's there. he'll be there but yeah I can't yeah, think there. of a louder boo and I know that Garber will get It'll be the loudest reaction you'll you'll hear. Um, yeah, I think that's wonderful. That is funny. Um, I, ugh. Ugh. like I uh, no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, the crew two one late winner by by Zardes. That's, that's fine. fine. All right. So Sunday, Sunday, Saturday, eight o'clock. Because I was totally ready for Sunday. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, I originally thought it was on Sunday. Then it got moved back to Saturday. Anyway, Saturday, eight o'clock Eastern time on all the channels, whatever that it's usually on. Um, So, yeah. And then uh, and then and then soon after. Let the drafts begin, and we will do we will do reactions to the drafts. We we talked about the expansion draft. I don't know, like three weeks ago or something. Players will be taken. Just get get prepared to lose players that you like. It's going to happen. TFC fans, get ready because and I really hope they don't lose Eric Zavaleta. Hmm. I really, really hope. I don't know if this is how taunting fate works, but. <laughs> I man, can you imagine the loss no. of experience and just just pure defensive class with the loss of Eric Zavaleta? I hope that who's coming in the league? It's not St. Louis. It's Charlotte. Um, who gives a shit? The new team, Charlotte. Whoever Charlotte, man. Woo. Charlotte would be in for a steal and a half. I don't know if they listen to this, but hopefully they're they're gullible. Eric Zavaleta would be just a font of information. You know he's got coaching pedigree because of his uncle. Yeah. Shrug. I don't know. MLS Cup winning experience. Oh, I, yeah. 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 He could be he could be that guy in the room that he's he's the rock that you build a team around. Oh no, Charlotte or next year, it's Austin. Charlotte, don't take him. Austin, have I got the player for you? <laughs> Eric Sapp- uh, oh dear. But I mean, we, we can't, yeah, we can't lose Zavaletta. We already lost Vanny. I don't mean, don't take the whole family away. Don't take the whole family, exactly. What are we going to do? Oh dear. All right. Take the whole family. <laughs> All right. Um, CONCACAF Champions League is 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 still happening, and MLS teams are still playing. Uh, the matches start back up uh, this week, or sorry, uh, next week um, on uh, the fifteenth. So that's Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. Um, so we've got two matches on Tuesday night. Two matches on Wednesday night. Uh, early matches eight eight p.m. Late matches ten thirty. So you've got uh, Olympia versus uh, the Cheesemakers on Tuesday at eight. Tigres versus the Pizza Rats. Uh, the late match ten thirty. 
Atlanta versus America on Wednesday, the early match, and then Zombie Chivas versus Cruz Azul, um, the late match on Wednesday. Mm. Get him, Mentos. Who who is Seattle playing? I mean, we know they're a dynasty and the greatest thing ever. They obviously qualified this because they won MLS Cup last year. Who are they playing? Yeah. um, Did they lose already? Oh, I know. (laughs) So um, it is outrageous. I agree. How dare they? Olympia. But it's. yeah, so if you want to, like, CCL is fun. If you, you, you should be watching, if you're an MLS fan, uh, you're just a fan of soccer in, in, uh, on this continent, it's, it's, uh, it's, always a, it's always a good time. Um, and then you get to watch MLS teams usually get destroyed. It's, it's depressing in that sense, but still, it's fun to watch. <laughs> um, but the, uh, yeah, so we should be on TSN uh, for Canadian soccer fans. I think all the matches are. Um, so we've got, yeah, the quarterfinals on the 15th, 16th, the semifinals just a few days later on the 19th, and then the final, again, just a few days later on the 22nd. So this is bam, 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 you know, like this will be over in a week and a half. So get ready. <laughs> um, uh, and then the, uh, it's taken forever because it started last February, right? Um, uh, and then they will have... I remember when the 2021 when the 21 starts, but soon after, I guess. Uh, so yeah, uh, they've all been released. They've all released their squads. Uh, Montreal has, I think they're a bit challenged player wise. <laughs> oh. um, well, I was also hoping you were not going to add more to qualify that statement. I know, right? Montreal's a bit challenged. Yeah, a bit challenged. Yes, and. Well, the two the two main things is that uh, Maxi Rudy's out. Uh, he had surgery, so he's he's done for I don't know quite some time. I remember how long he's he's had knee surgery, so he'll be out until preseason at least for MLS. Um, and then, sort of surprisingly, I guess due to contract uh, controversy, uh, Boyan has not been included in their squad. Because there is some there is some difficulty about uh, he's he declined or Montreal declined his contract option. So you know two players they they relied upon for for if not goals then at least like you know harassing opposition defenses that sort of thing uh, will not be with them uh, on this. But um, yeah, watch all the games. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you get to see, you know, some of the, the better players um, uh, from CONCACAF, some of the better teams, and get familiar with things uh, for, for World Cup qualifiers. Oh, wait, remember seeing that guy play? All right, I remember this guy. Um, or just for whenever the team that you actually support makes it back to CCL. How open? Exactly. All right. And now... And now, because MLS loves MLS has been MLS has been robbed this year of 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 a many months long celebration of itself due to due to COVID. You say celebration, I would say victory lap, but yeah, (laughs) 
I was being kind. Yes, you um, and uh, self-congratulatory. How's that? Oh, yeah. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they would have pulled so many muscles patting themselves on the back this year. There would have been so many fireworks, so many cele- so many celebrations, so many things constantly throughout this season if it had been anywhere near normal. Um, but this one is the 25 greatest players presented by AT&T. Um, honoring the 25 brightest stars in league history. Uh, so as part of, I'm just, I'm reading the, the, the post off the website, obviously. As part of the continued celebration of its 25th season, a special panel of nearly 200 MLS experts from across North America was brought together, Voltron-like, uh, to select the 25 players who achieved the most on the field, advanced the league off the field, that's what counts. It helps lay the foundation and set the course for MLS's next 25 years. Um, and this is my favorite part because they've listed them in alphabetical order. The 25 greatest are not ranked. They are all equally worthy of this prestigious honor. Good. Rankings the are list below is in alphabetical order. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't. I'm, I don't want to get in the stupid fight of like. Really? Oh no! Neither do I. No, no, no. Like neither Kobe do I. Kobe Jones was more important than Dwayne D. Rosario. That's not for you, Duncan. I can't believe this. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Let's just keep it keep it vague, as is. Um. So if you go through the list, uh, should we just should we do it one by one? Sure. sure why not? Right. Jeff 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 a goose. Sure. Uh, I think that one, yeah. he's a he's an MLS 1.0 guy, sure. Well, and he won, you know, a dynasty's worth of trophies, yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's what a dynasty is, everyone. CDC. Uh, but yeah, he was in the league forever. No, you know, Metro Star, like everything, right? So I think that's uh that's well worth it. Uh mm-hmm. Kyle Beckerman, obviously. Mm-hmm. No question. He played five years for Colorado. Huh. I know. That. I know. I I was like, really? Yes. That's, that's four more years than I thought he would have played for another. I wasn't paying attention back then. Yeah. No. I only vaguely was occasionally. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the uh, I love I love Kyle Beckerman. He never should have cut his hair though. That was obviously the problem. Samson. All right. So this one, Bex. Fuck right off. I mean, this is why they did the uh, you know, advance the league off the field. Sort of Qualification? Because fuck off. Beckham, really? No. 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 It doesn't surprise me that he's here, but I also I agree with the sentiment that he should not be here. Um, yeah. He, yeah, no. Fun to watch at times, but he was gone half the time, mm-hmm. off on loans, playing in Europe whenever he wanted kind of thing. Um, yeah, this is very much a, I'm a big shiny name, so I brought lots of eyes to the league. Oh, you know, place in this top 25. Mm-hmm. Um, but next, I think, I don't think we can argue this one too much. Carlos Bocanegra. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was there for like three years or four years. And then one year right at the end of his career. I, eh. Who? Bocanegra. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, but he was really good when he was here. 
Sure, um, I, I wasn't watching back then, but you know, clearly he was, and he's he's moved on to bigger things and what have you. Blah 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 blah. American player, but you know, clearly good player, important for the United States soccer as a whole. MLS, eh. maybe more another one of the ones of you know further the league off the pitch kind of inclusions by getting sold off to Fulham, Fulham, and, and, and playing everywhere kind of thing before. Coming yeah. back before Shivas fell apart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And you, Duncan, as much as you dislike him, you can't. I don't think you can dispute this. No, sure. You know, he, it's, he did a lot it's, of, it's Dwayne Du Rosario. Did a lot of good things with San Jose and Houston. Can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, that is the better than the nicest thing I thought you could you could ever say about him. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Duncan. I'm proud of you. Did uh, take 2009 onwards? Did he ever even make the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, I'm asking the question because he didn't. Um, what did what did Red Bulls do in 2011? Did they not make the playoffs? Uh, yeah, he was there for like half of the season. He didn't actually play in the playoffs with them. I mean, DC might have once, but not when he he was he didn't really play a part in that. And uh, you know, Toronto certainly didn't. And you know, he 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 did some things in two thousand and eleven on an individual basis. Yes. Sure, he played a big part in DC winning the U.S. Open Cup that year when they were absolutely fucking shit. Sure, um, but yeah, anyway, his his first seven or eight years in the league, absolutely, he deserves this. I do question the fact that they've they've included him with a TFC badge. I do, I do. <laughs> that is unusual. Yes, I, it, it, um, I, 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 think I get it because he's proud Canadian, and you know, whatever. Blah blah I wouldn't blah. Wouldn't be surprised blah, if they asked him which which, which, which one. That's yeah, fair. Cause, okay. Because I mean, Maybe. like, I mean, he had, the most appearances he had was was with San Jose. Um. Mm. Yeah, like not not by much, but. But also, and I guess, like, I, I remember him being on San Jose. It, the, I think the first time I got to watch an MLS Cup final, and he scored an absolute fucking beauty and did his awesome little strut dance thing. And I'm like, holy shit, he's a local. That's amazing. Like, just, I was immediately enamored by who he was. And then it's like he went to Houston and kind of did the same thing there. Like, he, I've, I've got. We know. We all know. I've got all the mm-hmm. time for him. Yeah. Obviously, we, we also can't forget his amazing contribution to uh, TFC's 2017 uh, MLS Cup. I mean, he, he was up on that stage, bouncing around with the players when the uh, when the trophy got lifted for, for a reason. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, he was. He was instrumental in I don't know what self promotion. Um, this next one bothers me a lot, actually, and I, and I admit it's tinged heavily by my dislike for this player. Um, but He's again, a legend. Yeah, so it's fucking Clint Dempsey, who I loathe with a lot. I just can't, I cannot stand him. Um, and you know, I look at whatever the quote-unquote accomplishments, and yeah. you know, like. Okay, he won. He won the. He won the cup yeah, in a terrible game, and 
couple times made the MLS best eleven. That's nice. Um, I I have I, I don't like him. I have no problem with him being uh, part of this. He was in the league for long enough that they you know if you put both of his things together and he was a, a big important. He was player. a big part of Seattle. Fine. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. I don't need uh, again. I, I like I said. I admit I don't like him at all. So I am reluctant to include him in anything. Um, the rap, Kristen. The rap. <laughs> God, that just don't make me. That just adds to the loathing. It's so yeah. bad. To be, to be fair, Doug, I forgot about the rap. And now it's like, yeah, fuck him on this list. How could you forget? It's one of the most offensive things about him. Maybe I paid for the track. Oh, that's God, that's right. You forget. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was it? It's like big knot, big knots in his pocket. God, I don't, I, I don't know. I question his ability to um, rhyme, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it, he's yeah. just such a dick. Uh yeah. I, I've like, like as we're gonna go through this list, like there's, there's, there's players on here that, yeah, there's like, uh, really him and, and he's, he's he's probably the lowest one on that. Huh? Really him? Like, sure. Yeah. If you're getting like, if I'm making the list, he would be probably like number, he'd be in that 23 to 27 range. Like I could do without him, but he could also. All right. Be too. All right. All right. I don't, there's other candidates. Okay. Well, let's move on then. Cause this is taking up a lot of time because yeah. we're chatty. Uh, so Landon Donovan, yeah, obviously, sure. obviously, mm-hmm. like that's not disputable at all. Um, Marco Echeverri. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, it was funny. I was looking at it. I was, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, him, right? Because this is before, uh, yeah, basically most of this is before I paid much attention to the league. But this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. El Diablo. Um, Robin Fraser. Robin Fraser. Sure. Sure. This is before, this is before my time. This is, and that's not a disrespect to him. No. But good. For, yay, Robin Fraser. Good for him. Um, Seba. I sure. don't. I don't think that's really worth arguing about. Thought he was only there for what three years, four years. Yeah, he, yeah. But he had a dynasty effect yeah. worth of talent. Let's he be. He accomplished a yeah. I don't sure. think you can argue. I wasn't. Uh, Kevin Hartman, as much as we want to punch him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll punch him in his face and his low parts. I won't punch him hard. Yeah, he uh, he put in a lot of time. Yeah, 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 he's a lifer. So annoying. So punchable. Mm. Uh, Kobe Jones. Sure. Yeah. Like this one, I, I feel like a little bit of this one is celebrity. Um, yeah, like I mean, he he was he was one of the notable faces of yeah. U.S. soccer, not, and, not, and not still that. is, right? Yeah. So, and so I sure. I mean, if you're gonna if like legit, if Beckham's on this list, then yeah, Kobe oh, Jones yeah. on this list, absolutely. Sure. And I would With say Kobe, Kobe Jones, Jones had a much more positive playing effect on on MLS than Beckham did. I mean, yeah, Beckham eyeballs, whatever, but. Um, Kobe Jones, I could set my watch to Beckham. I wasn't sure if he was in town. So. Exactly. Well, you know, if like if Kobe Jones hadn't made the list, I wouldn't have been like, "Where the fuck's Kobe Jones?" But I'm not unhappy to see him here. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, solid decade in the league. You know, helped start the league. All sorts of good things. Yeah, 
Why not? Next. All right. Robbie Keane. Sure. Yes. Potatoes. Potato. Let's move on. Yeah, I forget that he was, yeah, surprisingly. I don't forget that he was surprisingly good. Chad Marshall. Of course, Chad Marshall has to be here. They've gotten a dopier look at expression. I know. It's Chad Marshall. There's a... There's a, there's a, yeah, it's true. I think he doesn't have a not that look. He doesn't have, well, he doesn't, Chad Marshall doesn't have a lot of expressions, right? Like it's very, this is my Chad Marshall face. And that's not an insult. It's just, you know, he goes out there, he does what needs to be done. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Right. He's annoyingly good. And I say that because he's been with Seattle for the last five years. So as TFC fans, we've had to deal with that a lot and it's really irritating. Um, but also Columbus before that. So equally irritating, right? Like it's just, he's very, very good. And yeah, that's one that I would have been like, where the fuck is Chad Marshall? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the one that we have issue with, or one of the ones, Joseph Martinez, Joseph yeah. Martinez. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, I One good year does not make you a 20, an all, you know, an all time 25 top 25. Grade. I mean, if we're questioning Dempsey's career goals, if we're including Dempsey's inclusion, then what the fuck is Martinez on this list? Like Martinez has seventy-seven, Dempsey had seventy-nine in a lot more games. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Martinez over Dempsey. Here we go. Let's get Dempsey off this list somehow. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess if you're, you know, you know. Uh, a lifetime Atlanta United supporter, because that's what, five years now? Um, yeah, you gotta put up a club legend, which was a season and a half. So I don't know, that that to me is super questionable. Like like especially when I can think of like two names, and I'm still I'm I'm sure I can come up with a third that aren't on this list, and why the fuck is he there? I'm sorry. I don't I don't buy this. Yeah, like I, I, I get he's 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 new and he's shiny and he has he's 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 meant a lot to that Atlanta side and you saw how they suffered without him, but still, I again to me this is all based on one really good year. And I think you need more than that to be part of this list personally. Mm-hmm. It's not just because we don't like Atlanta. He's at uh, seventy seven goals in I, three years. I know, that is very impressive. That's true. All right, for his goal-scoring abilities, perhaps. Oh, here's one. Uh, Tony Miola. Talking of one very good year. Right? I know. I was, that's what I was like. That's what I was like. Here's one. Like, he's like, very good at the year 2000, apparently. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like Tony Miola is on here for the same uh, reason as Kobe Jones, except with nowhere near the resume. Like, he was just Longevity. Because like, he, he, was, he was like – he was the perfect – cocky American goalkeeper personality type that you would have had for USA 94 did okay in the world cup. And obviously now he's a star air quotes and yeah, I just, I don't get it. I mean, sure, I guess, but like, if he's on this, like, like there's no room for like Bill Hamid like, <laughs> yeah, like, or, 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 Stefan Fry, you know, like, 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 yeah, there's tons, like, there's, there's a, there's a handful of keepers easily that I, I mean, none of them have got the, the name that Tony Miola had. I'm hard emphasis on that is that past tense, 
But contribution? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's personality. They, 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 they yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, which they were desperate for in the in the early nine early in the early nineties. All right, Jamie Mourinho can't argue that. Come on, no. No, just for his time at Middlesbrough. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, Eddie Pope. Yeah, I would, he's one of those ones from the early years that I wouldn't it wouldn't have occurred to me. But then, like looking at everything, I was like, "Huh? Yeah, yeah." But like, like, I feel like I feel like there's probably a couple other guys in that in that class in that era. Yeah, that is like, you know, they got they got they ended up with 60, 60 to eighty appearances for the U.S. national team, and they played all of MLS, and they were good their entire career. But yeah, they weren't. They were. They're no Tony Goddamiola. Am I right? Like. <laughs> no, no problem with Eddie Pope on that list. He was no me either. A stalwart. Here you go, Duncan. It's pricky time. I have no issues with that. Of course you don't. Oh no, neither do I. I'm glad to see him here. I, I, I'm glad they they included him. He's I will, yeah. I will. I will forever be uh, pleased that. And this, like, this is when I have like because I still have them. My indoor major indoor soccer league soccer cards looking at this name Precky, wondering is he like somebody and it turns out he was and then he went to MLS and then it turns out he actually really 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 was and then he you know played played in uh, Everton for a couple cups of coffee and he was amazing and like I I have nothing but love for him and his career trajectory so yeah like I'm glad I I no disrespect to Dunk because he is one of the uh one of the founding uh supporters uh presidents of mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. club um i actually would have forgotten him on this list and that's not meant it's not because i don't think he's one of the best ones he obviously is it's just he has he was just so low-key awesome yeah and if you weren't i feel like if you weren't a, a, a kansas city supporter when they were playing in the baseball park you might have forgotten that too he's the only person ever to have won the mvp more than once that's not Yo. key really Yes. yes. Holy shit! I didn't even realize that. Mm. No one else has won it more than once, which is a very strange stat. But it is a very strange stat. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that, huh? Mm-hmm. Well then. Anyway. Yes. Um. Steve Ralston. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of felt like seeing him on there was like, well, who the fuck else can you put on here from the New England Revolution? Um, and then he. He might have like he he probably deserves to be there. I just don't think of him at all. No, but I think it, it, it's, it was funny, sort of like looking back at his stuff, um, sort of forgetting how good he was in the midfield, and like then you see his assist the the assist stat, which is I think a big part of why he's here because of all the strings he pulled, and you know he wasn't a flashy player, but he was he was very he was one of those players that saw the pitch really well. And was able to, you know, get the ball to the right person all the time, which is again clear by the stats. And yeah, he was he was a uh, he, he led the way. What was it was it career leader in assists, appearances, stats? You know, like he's he's done. He's played for he played forever, and he played constantly too. And that's the thing was the consistency of his game. So again, it's it's one of those ones where I saw it and I was like, oh right. Sure, yeah, like Steve Ralston should be here, but I wouldn't have probably remembered that he should be here. You exactly. know what I mean? 
Uh, Nick Raimondo. Yay, Nick no Raimondo. Argument. Legend. Legend. Uh, Carlos Valderrama. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, sure. Also, I, I look any excuse to get that Tampa Bay Mutiny kid on that screen on on at least the. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, got, I got this picture of them all lining up like they're like the starting team, right? A bunch of guys crouching, a bunch of guys standing, and you know he's he's in he's in the the Nike stripey Mutiny kit. I'm like, I would I would have found a I would have found any reason to put one Mutiny kit in this fucking picture. To be honest, <laughs> so yes, I'm very okay with that. Um, uh, Diego Valeri. I will fight anybody who are guarding sure. against this. Yeah, easy. Um, Wando, of course. Not, not, sure. not even, not even going to put up. Can't, can't, can't argue that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and I won't argue this one either. Bradley Ray Phillips. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't necessarily. I I don't know that what is going to happen with his career after this season because it was, he was kind of under. You know, Elliot, you know, Zombie Shiva's had a they, they anyway, it was an interesting year for them, but uh yeah, it's it's hard to argue with that as an inclusion. Um so there we go. That's the that's the top twenty five all I, time. Who's missing? Oh jeez. Thierry Henry. Yeah. Fair, fair shout. That's a good shout. I've got uh, I've, uh, just like him, that's a good shout. I think I mentioned this uh, uh, before when we were talking. Um, Guatemala Blanco. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I feel that's he a was spectacular. Um, I also, I all like, I'm actually a little viscerally, ups- weirdly upset by it. There's no room for Egoine on this. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that. Uh-huh. Holy shit! You got room for like, like there's like. Not even never like you know how you said like if you were gonna list them your top twenty five, that guy's like probably on the cusp of my top ten if not in it. So how in the fuck did he get ignored? Yeah, of Tony Goddamiola. <laughs> like, like I'm just looking at some of these faces. Like really, mm-hmm. David Beckham. Like yeah, like yeah. Like, like even like oh my god, I couldn't I couldn't believe it was like you you found room for Robbie Keane but not fucking Iguain. You found room for, for like, I don't know, man. I was just, I was so pissed because like, yeah, still scares the shit out of me when he's on the other side of the pitch. Yep. You know, and with and with good reason. He is consistently both his legs. I'd be like, he's gonna get an assist. Well, he missed what, like, almost an entire season, and still came back and was deadly and evil as ever. You know, like. What what more do you want from a guy who's out for a season, comes back and resumes service as if he was never gone? That's the thing you I feel like if if especially if you lose anybody long term, the fear that I always have is like he's not gonna be the same. They're not gonna be they're not gonna be able No. No. He was always, always good. And yeah, he is not nearly the guy that he was five years ago, like speed wise, but you can't. You cannot deny, like, the absolute. Like, he could be surrounded by the most lunch bucket, fucking players on the league, but he turns every one of them deadly because he can put a, he can put a ball at the end of their boot, anywhere on the pitch. If he doesn't put it in himself, so yep. like, yeah, I, that that was that was that was the that was the first name that came up. Like, really? 
The one that I'm kind of surprised by amuses the shit out of me. Uh, but Michael Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only person I saw that made that comment uh, in a, I saw that I saw that in a in a chat with a friend of a friend of ours. Listens, uh, Will, what up? Mm. Said the same yeah. thing, and I thought, oh my god, that is pricelessly brilliant and weird. Yeah, I, I mean, he had a season with the Metro Stars, and then you know, career in Europe and everything. If you were saying that that was a big thing for Bocanegra, uh, and then you know, he's like seven seasons. He's been coming back now, and you know, I don't like him, but he's been a big part of the team and everything and I I'm mainly it oh it's Michael fucking Bradley who everyone just fucking adores. I'm kind of stunned that uh, it was even allowed that he wasn't put in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, amuses me. <laughs> well you know like where's 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 Drew Moore or or Justin Morrow? Um oh what the hell is the guy's name? Um Oh. Like looking at defend, like looking at defend, who have you know quietly but consistently helped their teams accomplish things. Like they're both multi cup, multi shield, multi MLS eleven players, right? I'm not saying they should be here, but if we're looking at stuff like that, um, sorry, I just typed in. I, I realize you can't load this entire list with goal scores, but. Kai Kamara, Jeff Cunningham. <laughs> like, like, well, here's the thing. Bradley Wright Phillips is on this list, and he's sixth. Kai yeah. Still playing. Kai is still playing. He obviously did like he, he's got more goals. He's also played almost like 75% more games. <laughs> like, like, and I mean, like Kai Kamara, I mean, he scored for literally half the league at this point. Uh you know. I don't know. I, I just some of some of these questionable. I know. Anyway, we could we could we could play this game all night, and we still have uh, a show to finish. So, um, <laughs> hit us up with your who, who's who's been left off this list that is one of your favorite MLS players, um, or who's on this list that enraged you the same way it enraged us, or that you'd forgotten about. We really want to know uh, what people think about this. And uh, yeah, all right. And no Chad. What the fuck? Thank you, Mark. Mark, I told you not to bring that up. It had to come out. Legend. Alright, it is time for TFC Talk, where we talk about TFC. Uh, and speaking of League Awards, uh, Pozuelo with the League MVP Award. Duncan. <laughs> In your face. You had it coming. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know what? It was locked today. Exactly. God damn it. No. Um, you know, it looks he won from the voting anyway, overwhelmingly. Um, although not the first choice by was it the players? Um 
players by a slimmer, a slim margin, but a couple percentage more chose Diego Rossi. But everyone else, uh, overwhelming club selection, by far the overwhelming uh, media selection. Um, it was really, it was, I guess, if you look at it, it was between him and Diego Rossi. And I think maybe, um, you know, Ladero is always in the mix. Yeah, I, I, it, made me, it made me happy that Jordan Morris finished quite low. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, no love for Andre Blake. Come on, man. Why wasn't Andre Blake higher on this in the voting? What's wrong with you people? Um, but, yeah, so Pozuelo won the award. It's very nice. It was very charming to see him, see him accepting it uh, from that really awkward call with uh, Garber. Um, where, you know, he's just like smiling politely through most of it, really, um, as Garber continues to chatter on and on. Uh, and then uh, to see his kids there, that's always, you know, that's always a winning shot, right? To have the kids there it was very sweet. Um, but yeah, I think congratulations to him. Um, it's, it's, I think it is nice to have uh, the work he put in this year. Again, healthy Pozuelo is a good Pozuelo. Uh, recognized so yes fair enough well done well done um and then so in a similar to campiel twist although it wasn't originally nominated they they did this is interesting so the humanitarian of the year award which justin morrow was nominated for which we all assumed was going to justin morrow because of being uh the the head of the black players for change and all of his work um with that organization um community outreach and such throughout this season uh instead of going to justin morrow it ended up going to the black players for change so they did kind of a that they they you know, called Justin Morrow and said, "Yeah, we want to give this to you," and he said, "No, give it to the organization as a whole." And yes, should have shared the credit. Yes, I would hope that's how it went down. I think and, so. And so, and again, I think I, I it's um, it's it's good that it went this way. Uh, also, that MLS doesn't spell it biopic. Um, and really, <laughs> uh, the one of the things that they highlight again is that is that really impactful eight minutes and 46 seconds, uh, the opening match of the COVID cup. Um, you know, I, I, I get, I literally get, I get goosebumps even just when I think about it um, with all the players and that, that, that stretch of silence. Um, but also in the work that they've done since then, you know, working, um, working in the States uh, to get people registered for, for voting and grassroots organizations work there. Um They've recently partnered um, with a, several teams, including Toronto, uh, doing uh, getting community um, pitches and community involvement um, done in various cities to make sport more accessible. Uh, so it's it's you know it was it was the right it was the right choice and it was the right way to go. Uh, so congratulations uh, to them, and uh, look forward to seeing them continue to keep pressure on the league in terms of um you know like league accountability but representation um involvement in various communities uh and so on but congratulations to black players for change and just tomorrow for their work um coaching rumors coaching rumors so today if you were on tfc 
Twitters. Of course, the day started with what we'll finish the show with, which is uh, the cupiversary of TFC's MLS Cup win. Uh, pictures and videos and chatter and stuff shifted quickly to TFC coaching rumors um, as it, the news, the apparent news very quickly spread that uh, not only was Patrick Vieira, yeah, the name's coming up again, very seriously being considered uh, for this position, apparently being interviewed. Uh, but Laurent Blanc, uh, former PSG head coach, um, former France head coach as well, uh, is apparently also in the mix now. And uh, yeah, those were, Laurent Block sort of, I feel like came out of nowhere. He hasn't coached for several years. Um, but, uh, and with Vanny gone, you know, like we still have this French connection going. I thought we only had the French connection when Vanny was here since he played in France. But maybe, I don't know, is like Chris Mavenga reaching out now? Or, you know. <laughs> Laurent Simon, you know, hey, hey, what's going on? You know, is Benoit Cheru still like, you know, talking to people? Maybe, maybe this is Benoit Cheru trying to get an assisting coaching position. Like, if he hooks like the coach for for Toronto, then he can come on board. Sounds wonderful. I think there's presumably some kind of French agent or somebody that Greg Vanny was friends with. You know, Vanny is the French connection. Presumably, there was an actual person there that yes, he was. I would assume. <laughs> was, uh, who is now pushing coaches upon that, upon yes yeah and because I mean you know let's you know go through it. I mean yeah you know, a lot of the, the players we brought in from France. You know, Damien Pekis was one of them. Ahmed Kantari was one of them. More or less. All right, let's go back to that top twenty-five of all time. Now, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what about? Okay, so when we we've, we've, we've talked about Vieira before, but again, just want to make it clear that my my not wanting Vieira as TFC's head coach is not entirely based on the fact that he's he's ex-Arsenal and that's actually that's probably the smaller part of it although yes that rankles and would drive me crazy but he wasn't a very successful MLS coach with the pizza ads no no he was he's he was nothing special yeah um and very very uh very locked in on you know what he wanted to do and this is something that you know we've had issues with with Greg Vanny over the years is that when he finds you know a formation that he likes or he really wants to play and he, he instead of playing to his players strengths he forces the players into a formation and Vera was worse than than that like Vanny had some flexibility to him that you know certainly showed more in the later years but yeah I just I don't I don't see Vieira as like oh yeah no he's Definitely, you know, he just didn't get to execute his vision or anything. Like, Vera had a very good team at his disposal. Uh, terrible, terrible stadium, of course, but that's mm. the organization's fault. And I feel sorry for anyone involved with that because they're, they still haven't built a stadium. How that's still allowed. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very strong eh, for me. I, I just, I don't quite, other than his name. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a the whole Thierry Henry appointment 
but with an actual track record of mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, proven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely proven. A proven track record of mediocrity. That's there's, no, there's no question of the mediocrity. It's it's baked into the resume. It's on Wikipedia. <laughs> you don't have to go too far to find out. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Hold it. This guy's not very good. Mm. Um, also, um, are are we in the phase of we need a name brand coach? I mean, yes, really just, of course we are. We just uh, like had the most successful run in club history with a guy nobody even remembered played in MLS. Like I he's a name, much. but he's a name now, and oh. now that and that's now that's, that the team has had this successful, you know, several years, and they've you know, Toronto has tasted success, and MLSC can put them up on one of their look at our good team pedestals. Um, you know, once, um, you know, I, I, they, and, and they've said it, you know, Manning and Ali have said it, you know, we, we want a coach that befits our, you know, our ambitions or whatever. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was very much like, yeah, we want, you know, someone who can handle this, who can handle our, our needs, our desire to win right away again, kind of thing. MLS is not to me, the league where having a name brand coach actually matters. Because there's so many, like, Vanny made way more sense than Aaron Venter. And don't get me wrong, I would have loved to see an Aaron Venter experiment go longer than it actually did. Um, But, like, there's so much stupidity and nuance with this league that showing up and just like, hey, I'm Ronald Koeman, like... And just expecting the world to bend to Ronald Koeman because he's Ronald Koeman. Yeah, I suppose that would work if this were, you know, Switzerland, Belgium, Portugal. Sure, this shit would work because the limitations are quite clear. This is how much money you have to spend. Do what you want. Here, there's, oh, well, there's, we can't get this player because we already have too many of type this. Like it's so, it's so insane. I would be more inclined, like in that. Like I realize Bierro also fits the bill because he's aware of all the stupidity. But I would rather take somebody who's, you know, their upside is that maybe I don't know. They're not. Uh, the upside is that they're familiar with the system. So there's got to be somebody other than Bierro that fits that description. Anybody. <laughs> just anybody <laughs> all right well what about what about, so but but laurent blanc like where yeah. so is that, that's, that's, that's that's agent driven don't you think don't you feel like that one is like hey oh, he's a big name you remember this guy out. yeah he even managed the national team i oh, i come on i yeah i know hard pass yeah i don't I, I I don't get up for name brand coaches. Like I'm not there to see what the coach can do. <laughs> like the coach has a strategy. Well, I'm a little bit there to see what the coach can do. Cause it's uh, kind of their job to true. do stuff with the players. True, but that's, that's it's, 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 it's a side effect. Like, like, let's be honest. If you have 
if you have a super talented team and you play a super basic structure, you're probably going to be, you know, successful at the very, like at the minimum levels of what success is measured by, you know, they'll probably, they probably, they probably make the playoffs, but they wouldn't finish any higher than fifth. You know, you need to, you still need to have talent and better coaches obviously manipulate that talent by like, okay, you know what? We're not going to do four, four, two. We're going to play four, three, three. And like the players mold to what the coach wants and has in mind. And the, coach has to give a little bit of flexibility to work with what he's got. Uh, but that being said, like the response of going, Oh, I've heard of him doesn't need to be a part of the equation when it comes to getting a new coach. Like this is kind of why I thought like when, when back in the embassy, I thought having Mo Johnson as coach was a good idea. Totally wrong, but I thought <laughs> it was a really good idea. Here's a guy who knows the ins and outs of the league. Little did we know. He <laughs> just do the ins and out of his own pocketbook. Precky, uh, same deal. Here's the guy who knows the ins and out of this league. Uh, team wasn't that good. Uh, okay. But that's that's what I want. I want somebody – like these were guys who had success who just didn't have success while they were here. We're going to hire somebody who has not a lot of success while he was somewhere else. I don't think that's a good move, but that's that's my two cents. I'm sure. Right, Mark, I, have, I have a question for you, Mark. I have a question for you. Go. Sir Alex comes out of retirement. Great. Great. Uh, oh, no, no. He, uh, Sir Alex comes out of retirement. Ole Gunnar Skullskyer becomes the assistant manager at Manchester United. So he can return to his <laughs> place at the top of the kingdom. That's what I would want. But I'm also worried about the guy's health. Storyline. What's that? The whole Matt Busby storyline. Yeah, okay. Ooh, there we go. I mean, it's not even the first time he's quit and come back. I mean, there was a period of like three months, it felt like. It was probably a little longer, where he's just like, okay, I'm out. And then, we need you. He's like, I'm back. Yay. <laughs> like, anyway, this is not about Sir Alex Ferguson. This is about um, Mr. Greg Manny. I don't know. I'm trying to find the Sir relativity to the situation. Yeah, I, I I don't need I don't need the name brand coach. Fair. Well, yeah. we, we will see. Again, it was it, it earlier on in the day it made it seem like, you know, an announcement was imminent and I think that was again, perhaps agent driven, you know, stirring up some rumors in the background. Um it probably does mean that it's going to get, you know, maybe hopefully it'll get announced closer to the next time we record, so it's not lost by the time we record next. Cause yes, it is all about us. Um, True. But also you'd think um, even though Toronto aren't in the cup um, that they would try to again, it could news leaks all the time. They would try to hold it off. So it doesn't get lost in the noise of MLS cup. Do you know what I mean? Again, she, Toronto fans won't care either way, but anyway, um, so yes, coaching rumors, always fun, always a good time. Um, and then yes, to close out the show, as I said, as I mentioned, uh, today is the three-year anniversary of TFC's uh, MLS Cup win, which capped off uh, one of the most successful seasons in MLS history, uh, Supporter Shield, Voyager's Cup, and the MLS Cup uh, fabulous year all around um, by the team. And uh, so, yeah, if you go through TFC Live Twitter or Instagram 
there's lots of pictures and videos and, and, and joyful things being posted. Uh, it also means that in a couple of days, it's the three-year anniversary of Josie's speech um, with uh, Drunk Drew Chapman cheering him on. Uh, so, you know, it's always, it's, there's never a bad time to rewatch that video, like ever. Um, you guys were at the, you guys were at the match. So is there like any one like moment that you want to, that you think back on when you think of, of when they, uh, when they won the cup? Well, it was when the final whistle was blown was when they won. Eh? Not sure I understand the question. Vasquez taking off a shirt and holding yeah, it up. Yeah, like if there's a moment from the match that like sticks with the game as a whole. Um, yeah, I think you know probably just the uh, yes, yeah, say Victor Vasquez needs his ball control. Armando uh, Cooper's tragically missing. Uh, you know, did a nice move to get around Fry and then missed the open goal. Otherwise, it would have been his. He'd have been the guy that clinched everything. But uh, instead, yeah, Vasquez. Yeah, no, I, a delightful way to end it. Yeah, I. I like in the moment, I just thought it was like pure, you know, audacity. I mean, he 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 was an, he's an incredible player, um, but uh, it's weird that like now looking back on it, that is the iconic image I have in my head. Like Josie's goal celebration was fantastic, but there's no image. It's the motion. It's him celebrating and running around the back of the net to go celebrate with supporters. But it's just Vasquez holding up a shirt. Like, yeah, that's the image. That's the shot that I will take away in my memory till the day I die is, <laughs> is that's, that's the shot. That's the, that's the shot of the match. That's the photo that I take. It's also the epic moment of uh, the Larry Tannenbaum raising that trophy. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, we get at some point in our team's history uh, another anniversary to look back on. But um, happy, happy cup anniversary, TFC and TFC fans. Um, yeah, it was a good year. All right. Well, that that is. Oh my God, the end of our another, yet another two hour show somehow. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening along. Please join us next week when we look back at the MLS Cup final. Um, see what happened in the expansion draft. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and whatever else is happening in the world of footy. I have been joined by most of the vocal minority podcast panel to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Uh, out there on the tweet machine at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you, everybody, for your continued support via Patreon. We genuinely appreciate it. Uh, we also have shirts. You can go find the uh, Zazzle Shop. The link is on our website. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for stuff. Thanks for stuff. <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong. <laughs> As for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at Kazer Knowles. I've been your host, Chris Knowles, and until next week, Canada, get used to it.
Fagundes. She's won it. A, she's won it several other times. Although it's usually it's usually Christine Sinclair. Um, the first time Kadisha won was back uh, in 2015, um, and uh, she also won in 2017, and now this year. So it's uh, it's good. It's great to see. Yeah, all of her all of her hard work being uh, recognized. And then of course, shocking no one, the Canadian Male Soccer Player of the Year was Alfonso Davies, because who else was it going to be? Possibly Atiba Hutchinson, but it's Alfonso Davies. Um, although Atiba Hutchinson used to win it all the time too. I, Alfonso's kind of now like taken it over a little bit. Um, he's won two of the last three years, whereas it used to be like Atiba Hutchinson, Atiba Hutchinson. Oh, one other player for now, Atiba Hutchinson, Atiba Hutchinson. Like Atiba Hutchinson won it like four years in a row. Um, and uh, I think Alfonso has an opportunity to maybe take that crown away from him but um again we all know uh how much alfonso's uh, achieved this year um so no surprise that he won that i think if jonathan david had had a slightly stronger year because jonathan david won it last year um but he's had he's been a little slow rounding into form uh for Lille, although he's done better in recent weeks um few assists, a couple goals, starting to look good again. But yeah, this is more, you know, obviously Alfonso Davies, uh, Alfonso Davies award. Oh, come on.